Welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. This is episode 16. Last weekend was our quinceañera, which I always pronounce wrong, and tonight's our sweet 16. Uh, with me, as always, is Blake v Wrong. I think we have to make that official. Is that because I went to CTSV Racing School? And no, before... you just put that together? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> How you doing I? tonight, buddy? I'm, I'm doing good. Oh, right. nice shirt, right. by the way. Thank you. That's we're actually both, we're both wearing about blip me. shift shirts. That's yes. true. I'm required well, to Well, that shirt's almost. about me because it's the Subaru BZR. That's true. Yes. Good point. And that one's me. But I can't fit into that baby right. size that's, shirt. That's true. Uh, also Shows joining us guns. is special guest Duncan Indy. How are you doing tonight? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excellent. I, I feel like my shirt isn't really measuring up, but I'm going to try and pull through. Green is fast, yeah. I'm assuming. So. Uh, well, David Bowie used to be on the shirt right about here. But now it's just green. Now Bowie's in space. Yes, <laughs> Bowie's in space. Uh, so let's first, before we go into new cars, talk about which beer we're drinking tonight. And tonight, Blake, golf clap for Blake. Good job, Blake. Is, I, I bought New Belgium Triple, which I actually opened up and filled with Coors Light. So the joke's I on would, you guys. No, I would be able to tell. Uh, yeah, this thing's pretty tasty. I never had this one before. So kudos. Let's I figure you, you really... You, you can't go wrong with New Belgium. Honestly. Ooh, but Zach just showed me a racer five. Damn you, Zach Clapman. Uh, all right. So I won't get jealous of Zach. We're going to dive right into new car stuff. Uh, this is technically new car, even though they're digital cars. I wanted to talk about the two new video games that are out, Gran Turismo 6 and Forza 5. Yeah. Have you? Did you go to the event last night? Yes, I did go to the event this weekend. I played it, and it's great. Which event? Um, well, I got we got a preview at around six o'clock, right after E3, and then we went to the um, Viviana, which is like that club that they built in a church. For which game, though? Forza. Okay. This is all for Forza. I all haven't right. played Gran Turismo Six yet, actually. Uh, I've only seen gameplay footage. Um, it looks pretty ridiculous. I love the fact that it has Willow Springs. I think that's awesome. Um, Forza or no GT Six has yes. Willow Springs. Yes, which, I saw that on the, that, on the, the trailer. Google? What is it? Big Willow? Yeah. They, okay. Well, well they looks, have an area sh- aerial shot of the whole complex, yeah, so I'm hoping It looks like streets, we can do everything. Thief. It looks like everything. you could sneak on a horse thief. <laughs> I don't, yeah, sneak on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, the website, uh, GT Planet, um, was showing some gameplay footage, and they ran. I'm trying to remember what car it was, but it's not important. But the, the scenery at Willow looked sick. Like, you come around the corner, and the sun is right in your eyes, and it just looked like crisp blue sky. It was really cool rendering. But you saw Forza. How was that? It's great. Um, well, obviously I can say that, but you know, you um, you put in cockpit mode and everything. And you go like around the bridge, and um, you just see the like the just the glare coming in through the windshield and everything. And um, the end of the race, the well, first of all, Skywalker sound did the soundtrack, so it's all cinematic and it oh, wow. sounds incredibly dramatic. And then um, near the end of the race, there's confetti everywhere, blowing people, waving <laughs> flags. We, we there's a uh, one track so far, Prague. You drive through Old Town Prague, and you can drive in a McLaren P1 or Wait, you drive through the town. Well, you know, road cars. Road oh, cars. okay. Right. All right. Gotcha. It's not like Driver or something. Right. Well, you know, just because Forza has all that. They've expanded <clears throat> Horizon and some more open world stuff. Yeah, so I don't know true. if they were bringing any open world stuff to this game. I can confirm that they are not. We, we spoke with Dan this afternoon. Okay. Yeah. So they are not. <laughs> okay. Uh, how was the P1 in person? Because I know that was there. Uh, the P1 is amazing. It is like the, the struts for the wing on the back look like Terminator's arms. <laughs> that's and, um, awesome it's just such a, like everything's behind like you know like mesh grills and everything we just see like fans like bulging out there and everything it makes it's one of those cars that makes you feel like you're 10 again i know mclaren likes to do letters and numbers for their names and i know why they do it but p1's a pretty boring ass name am, am i wrong there it's better than mp4 yeah it's an improvement i'd say yeah that's well, true because they're cutting it down for 12c anymore it's just the 12c oh, okay. oh really yeah they renamed it because because technically wasn't wasn't all their f1 cars m 
Yeah, they still are. Right? Okay. Yeah. So they set the bar real low in the beginning. <laughs> and then an improvement is only three alphanumeric characters. There you go. But they P- actually added P1. all the You're right that P1 is better. But I still – I mean we've gone on – we've waxed not so poetic about this many times that we hate alphanumeric names. But it's still a better name than LaFerrari. Yes, that's the only. That's the it's one. That, really that's the that one that we officially here on the Hooniverse podcast hate the most. Right. Worst car name ever. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on from video game stuff, uh, Schweitzer, pronounce that right. I think, even though it looks like Switzer, Schweitzer just set a new record in their GTR quarter mile, eight point six one seconds at uh, one hundred and seventy miles an hour, and the car looks fucking stock from the outside. That's fast. That's uh, I I'm not going to go that fast on the racetrack that's all year. I was this just going to ask. That's faster yeah. than my terminal <laughs> speed in, in, in the race car. You that's never really, hit really fast. 170. Uh, the prototype I drive will be in the limiter at like 168 in the U.S. <laughs> and, and this dude did it in a GTR in the quarter mile. That's crazy. But you're also not wearing a flat brim cap in your when you're racing, <laughs> so that's the difference. Well, I have regulations I have to adhere to. Yeah. So it's that's that's only for rally cross. Is there you can always, sure. you can always affix the brim <clears> to your to your helmet. Mm, it's frowned upon. It's frowned <laughs> upon in this day and age. By the way, it, for those of you who don't know who Duncan is, because we didn't say this in the beginning, uh, he's not just doing a daily driver on the streets at 168. Duncan, why don't you tell the audience what it is that you do? So um, I'm, a, I'm a race car driver. I race in two series this year. I'm racing in the Pirelli World Challenge Series with GMG Racing, driving an Audi R8 GT3 LMS. And I'm racing an ugly the, car. Very ugly oh, car. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like... Um, some sort of squashed bug. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm racing in the American Le Mans series with RSR Racing in the Prototype Challenge class with Bruno Giancara. Excellent. Uh, Blake, uh, you, you guys met up at one of the races, right? Um, Didn't you go for a ride in one of these I went with I went with his co-driver, ah. James. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to make a CTSV racing school joke right there. No, you don't. You don't. No, you don't joke about CTSV that's racing true. school. That's serious business. I, I don't know if you know this, Duncan, but Blake here has a certificate that says he graduated from CTSV racing school. Oh, and we may or cum laude. <laughs> <laughs> we may or may not bring it up every single episode. Like last week, he ran out of juice in a Honda Fit EV, probably because he was driving it at eleven tenths. Right, right, right. And the battery can't handle that type of stuff. Even though you know, lower no. See, the battery wasn't designed for CTSV racing school graduates. That's why. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. There you go. Um, actually, the next topic, perfect segue, talking about racing. Uh, Sebastian Loeb is running at Pikes Peak this year. His car is technically a Peugeot. It's an 875-horsepower twin-turbo rear-engine V6. Is he just going to like destroy everyone at this, or am I crazy here? Um, it's going to be pretty serious. Yeah. I, I don't pay that much attention to Pikes Peak, although I understand that car has a lot of like the LMP bits from their old uh, yeah. P1 program just stuck in there. But um, I mean, the other big competition I've seen is the uh, the DP based um, Daytona based uh, Hyundai that mm, uh, Millen yeah. is driving. Yeah, that's an impressive car. Yeah, but I mean, this Peugeot looks and, like you know, a business. It, Reese has the experience on the hill, and he's a fantastic driver. But, I mean, it's fucking Sebastian Lowe. Yeah, I don't think Sebastian is going to be intimidated going up the hill. <laughs> what, how many wins did he get over his career? Like a billion? Was it a billion? How big was his lead at the X Games? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you that's going to be actually, awesome. You know watch. what else is running Pikes Peak? Honda Fit EV. That's another segue. 
Honda is breeding 11 cars there, including a 538 horsepower Honda Odyssey. That is actually a good point because yeah. that is awesome. How are, they, how are they making the power? They swapped I love a, fast vans. They swapped in <laughs> like no an idea. NSX drivetrain or something those crazy. Guys, what, was it mid-engine or something? Like the Renault Espace F1? I know I keep oh, interrupting. I'm sorry. Um, those no, guys, no, no. I'm pretty sure, ran at the um, One Lap of America last in year. In that too. van? They ran in a race-prepped, caged van. I don't think it had that much power, but it's probably that van with some, more power. I think it's some Honda-based team out of Florida, and yeah, it's like 500-something yeah. horsepower. They're running it at Pikes, and it doesn't look that crazy from the outside. It just looks like a little lower with like a wider stance. Right. You should play Door of the Explorer in the inboard TV while they race. <laughs> totally. Uh, but that's pretty bitching. And, I mean, the only thing crazier in terms of non- Batch it crazy near prototype cars is the dude I can't remember his name right now, but he drives the Freightliner pickup or semi truck, right? That with Gulf colors, and he drove Mount Washington, which I think is crazier than Pikes Peak. Yeah, that's the craziest video it's t- I've ever way seen. Way tighter, yeah, way tighter. Um, and I was going to make a joke there, but it's going to be really off cover color. Uh, moving on to the next new car topic. Uh, so drag times. Um, which probably makes a billion dollars a month from YouTube videos, <laughs> just figured out that the Tesla Model S is the most economical car to run the quarter mile in. There's what they, here's what they this said you do. Clap, this is a golf clap for Tesla. Well, the, but the speed's not – I mean you're going to hit 114 miles in the quarter. That's not bad. That's not That's bad. good. Right. Uh, so here's what they said to do. You set regenerative braking to full, turn off traction control, step on the gas – and then you run the quarter and max out at 114. Then you immediately let off the gas past the marker. Let braking regenerate on the rundown. Repeat. And in Florida, where they tested this, it would be um, uh, $0.06 cents per run. <laughs> and you could run 170 runs before the car needed charging. That's not bad. That's pretty That's yeah. pretty bitch. We can't say anything bad about it, too, because Elon Musk's assassin will, send, will just <laughs> yeah. come and shoot us all. From we, space. Yes. Uh, that'd be – if you are – anyone out there listening to this, and I know what, there's probably at least one of you in the Bay Area <laughs> who's a friend of Hooniverse. If you – I think you bought a Model S. Oh, by the way, this is the 85-kilowatt performance one or whatever it is. There is one guy, but he bought a Fisker Karma, so god damn it. Can't do <laughs> well, let's go light it on fire. Uh, <laughs> if you are – an owner, you have to test this and, and prove this theory. So any Model S owners out there listening, does anybody here know anybody who owns a Model S? My friend runs the uh, Boulder dealership. Oh, so that's not bad. when I go there in September, I am driving one for a while cool. and quite fast. And I'm very excited because I think it's, it's <coughs> amazing, amazing I'm not going to spill any beans, but that'd be good for Hoon Highway. <clears throat> More to come. <laughs> that's a good point. Stick to it. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, we'll give you a Forza 5 hat. If you uh, get a video that's of That's not me. even our hat. That's the smoking tires hat. We can't, that's not our stuff. I, I have an extra hat. Okay. I have an extra hat. I'll, <laughs> I will, I'll give you a fortified hat, and then if you uh, get a video of you doing a sweet, uh, sweet quarter mile time. Because it was – um, who was it? Automobile did the sweet donuts and burnouts. That was Motor Trend, yeah. Was it Motor Trend? Motor Trend for Car of the Year. Oh. Well, I think Camisa did it before that for Automobile. Oh, probably. To give him his due because right. he'd get cranky if we don't. Um, <laughs> all right. So now we're going to – Get away from new cars because we have a very special guest here and we'd like to learn more about you. Um, and I got a couple questions here. Uh, so I want to know, are you born and bred here in California? Yeah, I grew up right here in Los Angeles. Nice. So, okay. That's – so you're <laughs> – I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, 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 Coast. we're both from <laughs> Massachusetts. Dude, I got yelled at today because I went to work out along in Huntington Beach and I was wearing a Celtic shirt. And some, like five people were like, Really? Really? I was like, yeah, really. Like, I'm not going to not hey, fuck wear you, it. Fuck you, guy. Hey, yeah. listen here. Um, so did you go the uh, the standard 
uh, motorsports route, carts, smaller cars, bigger cars? Um, I, well, unlike a lot of uh, kids, I didn't start when I was a kid. So uh, I started after high school, and I more or less bypassed the karting. I did technically a little bit of like karting, but basically started with uh, Skip Barber cars. Oh, cool. And moved on from there. And uh, at the time, it was a little bit tough racing against anybody my age would have five to 15 years more experience than me. Oh, right, right. <laughs> but uh, so I I had to learn fast and uh, do that, trying to keep it on the island at the same time, <laughs> but uh, managed to move on up a little bit. Now, uh, when you say Skip Barber, are these the MX-5s or are these uh, the open wheels? These are the open wheel cars. This okay. is before they, this is back when they were with Dodge and oh. there was uh, nothing but open wheel stuff. Wow. Yeah. Racing, the Neons didn't get raced. No. <laughs> just got a... Uh, Pounded around it. So, what were the open wheel cars like? What like what engine did they stick in there? Uh, it was a two liter Dodge, um, the neon engine. The car itself was basically a, a like seventies Formula Four design turned into kind of the racing equivalent of a New York City cab <laughs> because uh, it just needs to not break. Wow. It just got beat to hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It was probably still fun to whip around a track. Oh yeah, tons of fun, tons of fun. A little funky weight distribution, and we were always on uh, street tires when oh, I was really? driving it. So it was uh, <laughs> a, a high slip angle environment. You got, you got good at uh, correcting oversteer. And... <laughs> I, I had lots of practice. I don't know if I got good. <laughs> did you do racing school with Skip Barber then, or I did? Yes. Okay. And so Skip Barber Cup. Um, maybe I can't remember what yeah. they called it. What? How would you say would compare to like say like a CTSV racing school? <laughs> well, uh, you don't get to drive a CTSV wagon with a manual, that's for sure. Well, uh, most of my experience with the CTSVs is uh, is running into them on track at the uh, moment, so uh, I can't really. Are we talking about a uh, uh, world God. challenge? Right, and world I, challenge, I was just because yeah. um, I was at Long Beach, I got to do a parade lap before the Pirelli event in a CTSV. <laughs> Uh, and I was the only one there who did a break stand as we staged. But that was fun. It was nice to talk to those two guys. They were eager, and it didn't go their way that for in Long Beach. I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they got uh, Johnny O got a big chunk of Volvo brake rotor through the radiator. Right and he was, lap that was too. like last lap or something. Right? Yeah, under yellow, last lap, his motor let go. That sucks. Bad he was, times. He really wanted to win that one because uh, the other driver won last time. Uh, <laughs> so... You already, James, so you started racing after high school? Yes. Okay. Uh, what are your, what are your favorite tracks you've been on? Um, my favorite track is Le Mans. I haven't raced there, but I did the test days there. Oh, and cool. It's it, it, it's my second favorite track is Road America, and Le Mans is everything Road America is magnified to the nth degree. It's right. absolutely incredible. When you do test days there, is it chicaned on that back straight? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's the official test day for the race. It's, okay. It's cool. not like a renting the track <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> right. We're gonna rent the city, closing down the highway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People there are probably like, "Sweet, this is going to be great." You're a real Clio. So you said here though, Road America, Road America. Um, I love Laguna. The short course at Watkins Glen is mind-blowingly awesome. And then basically any real racetrack in Canada, most sport, Mont yeah. Blanc, they're all okay. awesome. Hmm. Cool. Interesting. Um, and I know you've been to Coda, right? Uh, yes, I was at Coda for the first time last month, but we didn't run the full track. Uh, um, we only ran the uh, short course. So. See, the V8 supercars did the same thing, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. they decided that we were going to run the short course so the fans would get to see more oh. action and more laps. So go figure. How was the track, though? Uh, I mean, the track was gorgeous. It's really, really cool. It's got tons of really fast stuff. It does suffer from... Um, SHS, superfluous hair or hairpin syndrome. Don't know it. <laughs> well, it's it's everywhere. It's going around in all, all the new tracks. Yeah. But uh, even the what the is tight, it? What is it? it? It's 
extra Mickey Mousey hairpins yeah. that you don't need. Is it just F1 probably threw them in for uh, passing purposes or to keep, like, what's the reason? Honestly, I, I don't know the real reasoning. But Makes tracks Toka look good from like aerial it, shots or something? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Tilka puts it in all of his tracks. It's uh-huh. always like some superfluous low-speed stuff that I don't think needs to be there. Sure. Um, You're racing. You want to go fast. Yeah. I, I can't say that you can't race through it because I I did most of my passing actually in those hairpins Excellent. in the race. But, oh, there you uh, go. Almost Zenardi-esque lines maybe through some of them. <laughs> uh, well, maybe maybe not quite that good. Right. Pretty good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Coda is cool. How's turn one? Is it just kind of impressive to look at? It's not that exciting in a car. Um, well, I didn't do the track walk. I imagine it would be more impressive if I had to walk up the hill. Okay. Uh, the big thing is that you can just break infinitely late because you've got so much hill helping slow you down. And it's a tight corner, but there's so much road. that It looks like a really roll. wide run out, too. Is yeah. It? Yeah. I mean, the only thing is you, if you go too far, it's just um, AstroTurf on oh. the exit of the rumble strip, oh, which shit. is not good for power down. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It looked cool. Uh, That's but, also uh, what they have the end of uh, the last corner in Laguna Seca too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly the same. But they have it like at every corner at Coda, which oh, is okay. is nice because everything is paved there, right? They have no yeah. real gravel traps until you get way, way off. So there would be no consequences for going off if right. you didn't have this like little green patch slowing you down on the exit. Right. And so you, uh, it's funny you just said uh, about um, Mazda Raceway. Um, of course, I know. Right, you got to say it right yes. or you get mad. Um, Talking about Johnny O'Connell, I had lunch with him at Long Beach Grand Prix, and he said he used to love that track, and he hates it now because they made it safer for motorcycles. So it's <laughs> so mu- he likes really tight, almost very Long Beach like city courses where if you fuck up, you're in the wall or you're off. And he says now Mazda Raceway, and I've never been there except on video games. I'm dying to hit that track. He said it's too safe. <laughs> well, I don't mind. I started driving there right before. Um, they did all the MotoGP renovations, okay. basically. So I, I do have time on, on both versions of the track. But I, I find that most of the changes were really just making the r- runoff bigger, mm-hmm. which I, I don't see any downside to. Sure. And it, it's still all basically gravel traps. So if mm-hmm. you do go off, you're going to get stuck. You're right. going to get crap in your car. It's not going to be a good time. But they did shave down the hump before um, the corkscrew, which made uh, braking a lot less exciting than I think it used to be. Uh, a lot easier to get in there and change the sight lines a little bit. And I, I think that's too bad. The uh, the motorcycle racers who are winning the races before yeah. they changed it weren't complaining. It was only the guys who were right. on the back. Interesting. <laughs> um, so you're, it, it's, is it like the halfway point of the season right now for Pirelli? Um, or is it like three quarters? I, I think we're just about halfway. Yeah, I think we just had round. We have 14 races. I think we might have had round seven at Detroit last week. And Florida kicked it off, right? Uh, yeah, St. Pete, doubleheader, and then uh, Long Beach, Coda, and Detroit. Okay, and so uh, what's next? What's coming up? Um, nothing in June, but uh, we are getting busy in July. We've got a doubleheader um, for GT and a triple header for Touring Car at Lime Rock Park along with ALMS. So it's going to be a real busy weekend for me driving oh, wow. three races that weekend. Yeah. And uh, then the very next weekend we're going to Toronto, which is a really, really oh, so cool street track. About that. Yeah, you just said you love Canada. Um, now... When you so if you go to a race and you you just said you have three races so are there there are days when you're hopping into multiple cars and just yeah yeah it can be uh, at Long Beach you had sort of one extreme where I was running both ALMS and World Challenge but uh, IndyCar is really the 
the the main show there. And so we were either the first people on track or the last people on track every day, and we were never in the car in the middle of the day. So it wasn't actually a busy time. But and that's uh, probably better for like weather purposes too, right? Heat in, in in case it's hot or well, well, the problem is say with uh with ALMS, we were the first people on track at seven thirty. In the morning on Friday morning, so the track's covered in garbage. It's really dirty. There's no rubber down, uh, and it's really cold. But we race. And it's the fastest cars out there. Yeah. <laughs> but we race on Saturday afternoon. Okay. And other than a 15-minute qualifier, we really don't get to see the track again. So, um, so A, we've got the worst track conditions because rubbering in the street course is huge. Right. It just doesn't com- – the track you race on has nothing to do with the track you practice right, right. on in Long Beach. And uh, We then- actually just uh, – not to interrupt. We heard that actually recently. We had Bill Caswell on. I don't know if you know Bill is. Yeah. Uh, he was at Monaco, and he said they, like, party on the track the night before the race. So in the qualifying laps, there's this one turn in Monaco where it's – all the racers have this agreement. As you come out of that turn, all you do is spin tire just yeah. to put rubber down. Absolutely. Right. So it, it can be it can be challenging like that, yeah. But um, but yeah, with Lime Rock, I'm I'm gonna have sessions back to back to back, and so <sighs> thankfully with ALMS, I've got a co-driver, so we're going to be able to work the driving time around a little bit, and I'm not going to be hurting for laps around there. How long is the ALMS race? Two hours forty five minutes. Uh, total or each. Total, okay. total. So just one ALMS race, and then two a fifty-minute uh, World Challenge races. Okay. How how are you liking running that Audi? I mean, that's a pretty bitchin' car. It's it's really really cool. But uh, we kind of went into the season with the mentality that oh, it's an endurance car. It's won the twenty-four hours of Nurburgring. It's now won the twenty-four hours of Daytona. It's won every endurance race it's been in. But. Um, it's really kind of struggling a little bit with the uh, street tracks that we're running primarily here um, in North America. Uh, they're just so much more bumpy than anything it's had to deal with. And people think of the Nürburgring as bumpy, but it doesn't compare with uh, the kind of airport quality uh, circuits and the, uh, the, all the uh, different changes in surface and whatnot you have on normal American city streets. And so huh. we've been breaking stuff that we didn't expect. Really? Um, Audi's been great. And they've been really supportive, mm-hmm. and they've put in a lot of, like, Audi uh, racing guys to put in some really long hours helping us out and changing things that break at the track. But the cars are definitely engineered to do a slightly different job. Really? And, and you used to also run the uh, GT3s as well, right, the Porsches? Yeah, I've got a lot of lap time in, G- in GT3 Cup cars, and they are, uh, I think they might be a little bit more robust in some ways. Right. But at, on the other hand, the Audi feels like it's playing chess instead of checkers. Like it yeah. feels like it's it so so differently like thought about and integrated and with the different systems. It's and a very the, cool car. The, yeah, it'd be like a Corvette that just plays smash with yeah. a hammer. And <laughs> and James, your co-driver, who actually won the Long Beach event. Was he, that Sonofras? Yeah, Sonofras. Okay. And um, I hope you're saying that right. Sophronis. Sophronis. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> He's supposed he to be a guest up. at some he point, too. Yeah. Um, Sorry, James. <laughs> we, were trying to, we were trying to get on, but, you know, schedule. I've been to the GMG thing. shop, yeah. too. It's a but, beautiful um, shop, and I'm not just told, saying that. <laughs> he told me that the uh, the um, he likes driving the Audi, Audi better because you can just break a... The brakes are better on the Audi versus the Porsche. The, the brakes are incredible, and we do have this awesome racing ABS system. So with the Porsche, you're, oh, so you just stand on them. Then. Yeah, basically. I mean, you don't want to be in full ABS because, sure. um, well, A, that's just not going to be faster. But B, it, it upsets the car. Not balance-wise, but the car just does not want you to do that. <laughs> it's because it it's German. It gets very <laughs> mad at you. 
But uh, the, the, I mean, the brakes are incredible in the car. It's a it's kind of a big, heavy car. The way we run it, the way the the rules are with minimum weight, but it's got a ton of aerodynamics on it. Yeah, the aero grip is just awesome. It's a very, very cool car to drive at a fast track. Now, uh, the Porsches you've driven is that through GMG as well? Uh, no, I've never driven them. I drove with uh, the Racers Group. We were up okay. out of uh, uh, Petaluma. Yep, a bunch. Yep, cool. Um, uh, so. What are your What do you see for the future? What are your goals? Like, do you want to hit Le Mans as a driver? I'm sure. Would you want to do Daytona at 24? Uh, well, I, I I mean, Le Mans is the biggest sports car race in the in the world, hands down. I'd love to be there every year, um, and hopefully, I will be there next year. Hopefully, um, this podcast gets you there. Everybody, send it out to your friends. You get send send them Mans. out to the important people. <laughs> That's a good. There line. are no important people. <laughs> um, so uh, next year... And take me to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> if you get me there, I think we can work something out. All right. <laughs> um, next year, as I'm sure you've heard, there's a big merger in the U.S. sports car racing. Yep. And so th- we're not really sure how that's going to shake out in terms of the, the way the classes are going to be balanced. I've heard, um, I've heard good. I've heard bad. Well, the, I, I, I think we've got some good few people working on it. Okay. But um, it's... The whole thing was uh, leaked before they were ready to announce it. Sure. And frankly, they're, the public wants answers to questions that the people doing the work haven't come up with yet. Right. So there's a lot of impatience, but I think they're going to get something worked out. But I'm hoping to be over there full time driving something. Uh, I don't know what yet. My phone is uh, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> All you people out there who uh, who have cars, you have my phone number. Excellent. <laughs> Call this man. Um so, if we put a lemons team together, would you race with us? Hmm. You'll hmm. be our arena. Will it? Uh, will it be a Honda? Will it have VTEC? Like VTEC. There's a car right outside, right yeah. now. It's got two. Now, I in wasn't going to suggest that car because I'm actively trying to sell it. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> are you serious? I'm taking where you're dead ride. <laughs> what are you going to sell that car for? Two uh, thousand. Sure. You don't think that car's worth two thousand dollars? Not to derail just, the conversation here, but I'm we sorry. We have to SoCal. take this just for get a it, Get it stolen. Get the insurance payout. For I did add comprehensive bucks. to that car since it's it been ha- here. It has a showing passenger deployed airbag that looks I, there's like a, a Kleenex tray box. They make that fits in there and deletes that. That's a racing option. Oh, so you, yeah. get, so you get rid of weight. the passenger yes. airbag. This is a this value. is the best Civic ever made. And don't deny that. Yours or it? It. Yeah. It has nitrous. <laughs> Yours has. It's got two empty cans okay. of NOS. The exactly. next only, the other thing in. I want to do is I either got to sell it or we got to lemons it. That's lemons it. car. I want to lemons, lemons it. Lemons. Was that car ever crashed? Like, yep. yes. Seriously? Yes. The uh, upper frame, uh, radiator core support is slightly bent. It sounds like it's already a lemons car. Yeah. It, That's it, but it's, it it's like to on the, the cusp. Car. It's really on the cusp. Like if someone who was a Honda guy could spend 500 bucks and the car would be perfect. Well, not perfect. But it'd be pretty damn close. If it wasn't an SI, yeah, it would be five hundred bucks. It'd be two fifty bucks. It's but it is the best Civic ever made. Mm-hmm. SI revs to eight. I mean that thing's that it, that car's a piece of shit outside. I shouldn't say that because I'm trying to sell it. But it's it is it's every fine. time you drive it though, it's fun. Oh, Universe audience, buy no, this car. It sounds it. right so now. good. It's the best piece of shit in the world. To be yeah. That honest, engine sounds so good. If, if, if I was still working at my previous job, I would have bought that and turned it into a race car. If we had the Tascam right now, I would go out and do a lap back and forth with it so people we could do hear have the, the Tascam right now. <laughs> We're yeah. going to do it at the end of the show. I'm going to go down to the end of the airport and back just so people can hear the engine. That's going to be the close of tonight's show. <laughs> when VTEC changes over in that car, it sounds good because it when has VTEC header and VTEC kicks in, yo. <laughs> 
I don't even know why I'm like loving on this car so much because I'm trying to get rid of it. Because it's your car. It's got duct no, tape. No, that wagon is now my car. Got, I bought a Ben's wagon. It's got duct tape oh, nice. on the hood, Old. Jeff. And we're going to swap 70s. the engine. I oh I and I'm now we're just derailing from your conversation. Right. I'm so sorry. Um, so the wagon. I went to the Mercedes Benz Classics. I, you know what? We'll do this in the next part because I had. This uh, sounds like old. I had cars. one or two right. more. Yeah, exactly. Thank yes. you very much. See, See he knows the format. format. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, what do you daily drive? That's what I want to know. Um, I currently have a uh, BMW 335D. Uh, nice. But, Ooh, nice. Uh, Spoken it, like a true auto journalist. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Is I, it brown? <laughs> Unfortunately, brown is not an option. It's a Lamar blue, actually, oh. which is like the only color they oh. came in. Uh, no, no, I see the color you can only get with the M Sport package. Ah, oh. good wheels. Oh, oh yes, nice. good wheels. Big giant steering wheel. It's oh, the wonderful. big fat one. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's something you can really Such a great wrap your hands that around. Car. It's uh, it's wonderful. Uh, but I have put an order in on an Audi Allroad because. Yeah, I I wanted a wagon because he's an okay. auto journalist. Why not the A4 right Avant? Because. Audi doesn't think Americans want the A4 Avant. The All-Road is the only wagon they sell. So, and uh, so I have to buy a more expensive A4 Avant if I want an Audi wagon. I'm not going to hate on your purchase. I'm, I love that you're buying a wagon so much. It's not as interesting as the A6. I can't believe I'm shitting on the – you're just telling me you just spent money on this because it's like a $50,000 car. The, the A6 All-Road was kind of amazing uh, it, it it was, but it was also a piece of shit at the same time. Yeah, that that two point seven uh, turbo. Yeah, yeah, not but not it was a reliable the only car that could complete the Land Rover off road challenge course, and it was a car because it could lift. It had a greater range. The, yeah. all, the all roads fixed. It had the air suspension. Hold right? on, Zach's raising just, my friend owned one of these cars. They are good the original. Cars. Drove a lot of them in Colorado. The original. I believe it was the first crossover before crossover. No, no, no. That's the AMC Eagle, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay, the first modern crossover. I'm sorry. Okay. That's a scout and, st- stout scarab. Scout scarab. What? Yes. Got it? Stout scarab. Yes. <laughs> my, my point, though, is that the original, the, minivan. The, anyway. the original all-road was cool because it was a lifted wagon. Right. Now, nowadays, you have a million offerings of all, of, that, are all, that are the all-road that are more reliable. And we all, I agree with you. Would like the lowered all road, which is the wagon, the A4 Avant, especially in California, car. totally California. So the all road is obsolete now. Uh, but the thing is, I ha- I spent a week with that car, and I really, 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 really liked it. I just couldn't fall in love with it. I really, really, it looks bitching on the outside. I love the extra cladding over the fenders. I actually went out and got it muddy. I took it off road and everything. What? And what I think I love yeah. the fact that you're buying an Audi wagon because they're some of the most handsome wagons on the road. So I'm going to shut up and stop making fun of the car that you just bought. <laughs> what like Jeff is now. trying to say is that he liked it. He didn't like like it. It's not a high school I like liked Jeff. it. I just No, no, I did like like it. Okay, and I just I, I wanted to like make love to it, and that didn't happen. That's <laughs> more than like liking it, Jeff. You Let's are, stop you talking about this once. because, like I said, we're we're ripping on his car here. And well, I, I I mean, you know, it's kind of what was available to me. Well, I really wanted another diesel, but I didn't want a Jetta Sport wagon. I didn't want an SUV. Can you get an A6 wagon anymore? There, no, not in the That's US. Stupid. What I wanted was a three series wagon with sure. a three liter awesome turbo diesel motor and <laughs> and rear wheel drive. Um, but they don't sell you that just, here. You just made auto journalists across the country like stand up and cheer. And That'd be the best it. car. You're ever. just yeah. asking for a unicorn. That's all. Yeah. Wow. Have so it, I'm gonna. What's wrong with that? Yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> Unicorns in Europe. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to go. 
Uh, guys, do you know Jeff even has his haircut prepared for it. Yeah. It's, it's um, amazing. So we got to <laughs> really. we got to transition since we just talked about what is is and going to be in your garage. We got to talk about what's in our garage right now. And Blake, you are driving the Ford C Max, which is not capable of running out of just electricity. So that's good. no, that's that's great too because it's the <laughs> hybrid. Because they make them in hybrid and energy versions, but mine's a hybrid and it's not bad. <sighs> Lucky. It, it looks good. It's it's basically a tall Focus. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So it's kind of a wagon. Auto like journalists out there. Yeah. It's a Focus van. It's like it's, an ugly Mazda uh, 5. It's not ugly. It's no, not, it's a better no, looking. No, it's I think ugly. the Mazda 5 doesn't look that great. You're wrong. No, it's all You smiling. are literally it's, wrong. Yes. <laughs> literally and figuratively. But I like the, I like the C-Max hybrid. We helped move my girlfriend's uh, stuff out of her dorm. How'd that go? Um, I'm asking her. It went wonderfully. Everything fit perfectly fine. All we had to do was like move the seats down, but you could do that with every car. You heard it here <laughs> first. Uh, I, have a, I have a follow-up question. What yeah. kind of popsicle is that? Um, it's, it's coconut. That looks really good. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, my girlfriend. <laughs> Your girlfriend. So C-Max plus. I'm getting, minus. I'm getting 36.6 or 8 You're getting nowhere near gallon. the 47. I'm getting nowhere near whatever they said it was. Does, but. Nobody does. And that's why Ford's getting sued by it for, for that. But yeah, you they're know. They're very careful about their new product. Yes. What do you get in the quarter mile? What do you get in the quarter mile? Um, eight, actually. Just like the Schweitzer. Yeah. Yeah, nice. exactly like the Schweitzer. Minutes. They try to keep up with me because I went to CTSV racing school. That's why. That's that's the difference there. That's the key difference. What were you going to chime in there, Zach? I'd say having ridden with Blake or just any of us. In, like I, I had a Jetta hybrid last week that got 48 miles per gallon highway, but I got 30. That hybrid is awesome, though. It's a great car. But those words whenever, like, whenever car and driver, other publications post their mileage versus advertised – Right. We drive like assholes. Totally. Yeah. You drive like a dick, Blake. I drive, I drive like, like a, a such an asshole, especially when I drive like a Let's see if we can redline and suck it. Like we just <laughs> we do that stuff. We drive we like launch from every stoplight. So, folks, don't right. don't listen to our MPG. Like, and honestly, thirty six is used pretty the paddle shifters on the vehicle I drove here today, and there's no reason for me to use the paddle shifters. That's true because better. it's a 2013 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland. Overland. <laughs> that D6. means you're on land. They don't make it. I put underland. it into sport, and then I was on the paddle. You should go to Hungry Valley with that. Do they make an Do they make an Underland edition? Do they make an Underland edition where you just drive it's on full the of ocean chuds. or through the tunnels? Yeah. I don't, where's Happy Valley? What are you talking Hungry about? Valley is an off-road area just uh, near Gorman over. 40 miles from here. Sounds like is I'm going to get attacked by meth heads. Is that, closer, is that closer or farther than El Mirage? Closer. Much closer. It's way closer. El Mirage, El Mirage is two is, hours. Yeah, oh, okay. Right? Uh, I like El Mirage, but Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland, I'm actually kind of blown away by it. It is gorgeous inside. No, I've heard nothing but good things about those. It feels like a luxury car on the inside, which, t- you know, that's going to be hated or love it for Jeep fans. But if you're buying a Grand Cherokee, you're spending a shit ton of money. Um, and this one isn't as much as I thought because it's the V6, not a V8. How much? What's the MSRP? Like 43. Okay, I have a question because I know when they come out the diesel Overland, it's Ooh. over 50 grand. I know I, I'm nothing for two, but <laughs> I, I, when I tested the X5 diesel, phenomenal car. It was fifty five. So I'm wondering, Ooh. is your is the interior of yours <laughs> maybe? Is it X five caliber? Top yes, to bottom? definitely. Now, Derek, Ar- and I like to shit on BMW. I just do. I don't know why. Guys, we're not getting a contact high from Matt Farah because we're at his house right now, and those are the rules of his house. Um, <laughs> um, smells like just, something can, can weird. Can I just in say this room? one thing? Can I just say one thing? Um, our friend Derek Kreinler recently drove a Range Rover, and he was complaining to me about the Range Rover, and said, and he tells that's me Derek wants to complain, but that's, go ahead. he likes I love complain. Derek. But he says, um, honestly, the Range Rover doesn't do anything more special than the Jeep Cherokee. No, Grand that's Cherokee true. Does. Well, okay, except so, twenty uh, grand, and you get a star in a rap video. Tim Odell 
co-founder of Hooniverse, is yes. going to love this conversation. The legend. And he's going to side with Derek. Tim is a hardcore Jeep guy. I am a massive Land Rover fanboy. If I'm going to go off-road, I want to be comfortable. And I want my set. Well, actually, I was going to say I want my satellite radio to work, but I've had that fail in a Land Rover. Just he wants his highway. MTV. Uh, the Jeep can do everything that the Land Rover can. You can just do it more comfortably in the Land Rover and look cooler when you pull up. Is it that much comfortable, bar. though? And yeah, I like that part of it. I'm not going to lie. Yes, it is more comfortable. You're off-roading. This is like camping with a cashmere yeah, but sleeping I lo- bag. I, like, but you can do it. You this can is like camping it. with I, an no, Airstream I, I don't like laying on the ground. I want to be three feet above the ground. You're a city boy. Must have. I am a thing. city boy. I don't like this shit. Have you ever done the off-road game? Or? Uh, I mean, only at racetracks where there are poorly paved access roads. But, I mean, <laughs> not never in an all-wheel drive vehicle. Well, when you went off in the gravel, were you like, I you, wish I was on a You pulled a Senna, someone else pulled a Prost and complained. And then you now, lost. Duncan, have you driven a golf cart in Laguna Seca from the paddock to the corkscrew? Because I have, and it is amazing. <laughs> Uh, I I have I I think you and I have different standards of amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was fun. I gave rides to people. Who, to I'm going to go with his race car. Do you want to do off road racing? Like it seems like we I have, do I want to do. Yeah, I mean, I want to do everything. Uh, I mean, I, I I've got some friends who do uh, Baja and just won their class in the mid 400. I think last month and. Nice. Uh, I think that sounds awesome, that's but awesome. I don't have so far. I don't awesome. have any background in it, so I just need more time going there sideways in the drive. Who jump in and do it though, like those those. I don't want to say idiots because I really like Jesse, but the show the list. They went. I do. I do like Jesse a lot, but the show the list went down and did Baja, and that dude had well, no half of that show. That dude had well, no. I know we're not going to get into it, but yeah. the dude had no place being. Well, in they're not truck. professionals. So. But Jesse's closer, at least. Yeah. But you, but now, you know Craig Stan. Yeah, I know Craig real well. So we 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 know him pretty good, and uh, he, I know he's testing for trophy truck stuff now, and he drove Porsches forever, and it's like time to expand. So you just start out testing, and then if you know you don't wreck it, I think I think he's working his way into a seat. Well, Craig, a Craig actually way. has a lot of background in off road stuff. I think oh, he right. actually started doing off road stuff before he yeah, ever he got did. on he track. Off racing dirt bikes, actually. Yeah, well, the, oh, and all yeah, the dirt bike that, guys. Like, tra- well, all the dirt bike guys transition to that shit. Yeah. Well, well I only do did. that until you're 22, and then you're torn apart. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I hear he has a BMX track in his backyard, so He's I don't know if he ever stopped. He does. Yep. That's like the movie Isn't Rad. Like by how you too, or no? Yeah, he lives down by you. Oh. Now, Duncan, would you ever do motorcycles? Um, I I ride on the street a little bit, allegedly. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> not on track. Not okay, on track. fair enough. I, I I want you know not I don't want to be the one who causes my death on the motorcycle. It, I want to be somebody texting. It sounds. It sound, <laughs> you want to cause other people's deaths. It sounds like though, if you want to go off road racing, all you do is you have to get Robbie Gordon's number, and like that's the end. Uh, you know, I I don't think you really need that somebody that high in the. Uh, but it seems like he's so involved. Well, he's starting that whole stadium truck thing up, which is awesome. Oh yeah, I saw those things running at Long Beach. They, yeah, I mean, they had jumps in the those fucking were track. Sick. It was incredible, and like five of them, like bumper to bumper, wow, 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 right over the jumps. That yeah, was, they were that incredible. Was I was just bummed I missed them when they went to the Coliseum the next week. I know. I I wanted to go to that too. Um, so let's move on to old cars. And I can get back to what I was talking about. I was talking about a wagon, and now I forget why I was talking about it. Audi wagon. I was talking about his Audi wagon, but I was going to bring up my Ben's wagon, right. and I don't remember why. You're talking about old cars and what's in your garage. Right. Yeah, we went from Civic but there to was a point. Civic, your project Civic to your project wagon. Yeah, no, but there was a point. Like, I had something to say about the wagon. Is there an update? No. Well, I did get it to go into reverse the other day. I dumped a shit ton of that Lucas oil f- transmission fix in it, which is basically like putting like bacon fat into uh, your transmission. Yeah. It's not what I would consider a it's, good fix. Yeah, but 
we're ripping that shit out anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's so I bought. I'll, I'll tell you, I bought an '84 Benz 300 TD wagon, five-cylinder diesel, and we're gutting it. We're <laughs> we're gutting it, and we're putting. Um, sorry, there's there's a distracting drawings going on. My behind. girlfriend is drawing penises on the smoking tire smo- uh, leaderboard right now. That's well-groomed penises. Was yes. was is. Probably hairless. in memoriam and homage of yours. That top, <laughs> that top, top one, one is very, very curvy. <laughs> wow. Well, Blake, what I'm going to call you Blake through that penis at the CTSP racing school. Wow. That, really, yes, exactly. that top one really does look it's like a chicane. <laughs> that's yeah. Blake's chicane. That's, that's, that's one of the chicane dong wrong. Chicane dong wrong. Chicane dong wrong. I'd say that looks like Rose. ten at Road Atlanta. So with the Benz wagon, we're gutting it. We're putting Hemi in it. A Hemi. Yes. Lovely. Because we're reuniting Daimler Chrysler. Oh, so here's what I remember. I just remembered. Yes. I went to the Classic Center. And I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. The Classic Center in Irvine is one of two Benz. And I'm a, I'm fully admit I'm a massive Mercedes fanboy. Uh, it's one of two. You're a lot of fanboys. Museums. Honestly. No, no. Just yeah. Mercedes. Well, that way and you can always be on the right bandwagon. And Land Rover. Yeah, yeah that's true. Two different types of fans. Um, <laughs> Until somebody starts stops selling wagons in America, then you can be another fanboy. No, then I just go kill people. Yeah. <sighs> Don't do it, America. Um, so, Classic Center in Irvine is basically like walking to heaven on earth if you're a fan of Mercedes-Benz. They had the most amazing stuff on the planet. And when I told the guy who runs the museum, he's like, hey, I heard you have a W120. He reads Hooniverse, by the way, which is fantastic. Hi, Mike Coons, if you're listening. Uh, He's not listening. He, he said uh, he might be. He, he might be. Actually. He recalled shit that we write about. Um, he said, "I heard you go to W123." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I heard you putting a Hemi in it." I go, "Yeah." And he just rolled his eyes and turned his back to me. But he he said, "You know what? Have fun. I'm just a purist here." But one car they had there that was amazing was the dude who wrote the book Adventure Capitalist. He wrote. He uh, yeah. wrote. He drove around the world. He took an SLK body and put it on a G class diesel chassis. As you do. <laughs> And then he made a matching SLK rear end trailer. Oh, that! And car. then there was a G. Uh, it's the a bright four, yellow one, right? Yes, the bright yellow yes. one. A four door G class, actual G wagon was his support vehicle. Drove all around the world. Adventure, adventure capitalist was the book. And then Mercedes built the ML, and then just took all the wind out of his sails. He was like, no, all this effort, and not then, a chance. That thing, it was then, so. The, I guess the roof still works on it and everything. If you look in, the interior looks stock, except back here at the back of the center console is the uh, diff locks. I can't see why these didn't take off. It was Honestly. so awesome. Zach is showing a picture. <laughs> that's the original BMW X6. So that is at the Classic <laughs> Center. You know that's, that's true. <laughs> that looks a little from here. It looks a little bit more Suzuki Samurai than yes, it does. <laughs> no than it's, X6. It's very Suzuki, Suzuki X90. Maybe? So think of how awesome. A G-Class chassis is. Now imagine the open-air motoring of an SLK. (laughs) Across the... With your friend of friends. Across the Gobi (laughs) Desert. Across the entire globe. And just like that, you got hired to write Mercedes-Benz PR. I hope. I'd make fucking shit tons of money and my wagon would be hooked up. Uh, (laughs) Jeff is willing to sell out to anybody out uh, there. um, Blake, speaking of... Well... No, because that's not a terrible car, but we're transitioning here to terrible oh, cars. Oh, are we talking about the – yes. Yes. So I made, a, I made a tweet a few um, days ago. I think it said something to the lines of there's never been a terrible car terrible enough that nobody has made a, an owner's club about it. Think about it. Every shitty car on the planet, there's an owner's club for it. There's got to be. So yes. this is a theory I proposed, and I'm currently working on a story right now where I go and find the shittiest owner's clubs. 
with basically, let's face it, the shittiest people. So I remember a story I wrote years and years ago uh, for the first place I ever wrote for, which was NADA, blah, 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 fuck them. I hate that website. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck you if you're listening. <laughs> so they, I wrote a review of a Saturn Aura. And I think at the time, like the average critic praised the car, and I fucking hated it. Apparently it was a pretty good car. For they the liked time. it because it had Opal. It was an Opal, basically. So they were like, it has classic European styling. Oh, but that that was terrible. It was yeah. terrible. I wanted about that. I, 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 car. Edited, I self-edited and pulled this line. I was going to write, they should have renamed it the Saturn Emo because it made me want to cut myself. <laughs> and I, I took that out of the review. But apparently The man's Saturn, holding you down, Jeff. A the Saturn man's holding you down. Aura fan club Picked up my review and told me I was like a communist. I was anti-American. I hate GM. With with their German-American car? Right. Well, the, that's a great point that I didn't even say. But I in the review, I talked about how I like uh, a bunch of the other offerings from Saturn. I worked at a Saturn dealership in high school. God, which is kind of why I actually shit. hate Saturns. But uh, and I, there, I, I like the Saturn Sky, I even said. Which I did like at the time. Cause it was like a baby Corvette. It's a good looking car. Um, well, but, okay. In the Corvette, so, do you have to do the windows with your elbow, or can you do it with your hand? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, no. It's, but so go ahead. What have you found right. so far? Um, I found a. I found DaewooClub.tripod.com, which apparently they shut down Tripod like three years ago. But apparently this site is still up, and it is. They're the looking American, to regroup on GeoCities. The American <laughs> Daewoo Club from 1996 to 2000, and they have reviews of the Loop Nubira and the Laganza. My favorite. Favorite, one of my favorite modern movie lines comes from Pineapple Express, right. where uh, I forget who it was. You oh. just got killed by a Daewoo Lanos, motherfucker! Yes, it's one of the greatest <laughs> automotive-related lines. Seriously, amazing, in, amazing. A Daewoo Lanos, great yes. use of Day a Daewoo Lanos. So um, that's a really good one. I found the Clinet, two Clinet owners clubs, because Hemmings has a directory of clubs, which is perfect. Every make and model you can ever imagine, they have a club for it. So I'm going to start contacting these people. I'm going to submit one for the running. Okay. Six letters, one car. Kia Rio. I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Especially, well, if you're talking new Kirio, I could definitely see. But you're talking old. Because the new Kirio's a decent no, little it's car. turned into an okay car. The old the ones The first were, one was a shed. Up until about two years ago, they were death traps. They wished to be Home Depot sheds. Yeah. Right. That's so, so anyway, this is, I'm Clenet, very interested. Clenet is basically like, you know, Excalibur. Know Excalibur and Zimmer. Those resto oh, neoclassical <laughs> things built on like Lincoln Town Car chassis. They have two of them. Guess where they are? Guess, Jeff. Two of them? Two, two clubs. Where are the two clubs located? I don't know. LA and New York? One is in Florida. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Florida and like Ohio. The other one is in Palm Springs. Ah, perfect. Uh, because of course they are. Um, and I gonna, wasn't thinking. I'm going to keep point. investigating. And you know, they have a... This is hard-hitting journalism. They have a Temple Topaz <laughs> Owners Club, but that's been around temple for... Temple of Topaz? No, Temple... Fort Temple Mercury Topaz different. Owners Club. Oh. Yeah. I thought you meant like Temple of Topaz. No, that's a Scientology thing, I'm pretty sure. I think that's like a strip club. No, I, yeah, yeah, I think too. that's in Tampa. Yeah, <laughs> the t- Tampa Tampa. Were you there for Coming to the stage, Chastity. Come on down, oh, guys. Get your get dollars down. out. Put your dollars out. Get your hollers out. Candy. <laughs> this lovely lady's name is Sierra. Put your hands together for Sierra. Sierra starting to get her PhD at Phoenix University. Yeah. <laughs> Old School View Sierra. There's probably a club for the Old View Sierra. There's def- oh, uh, an Alero club. That'd be pretty sweet. Oh yeah, that, that's depressing. Chevy HHR club. They like a. I'm, I was going to say something about. Never mind. Wait, I'm gonna I, stop. I have a question for Duncan. What's the worst car you ever raced? Ooh. Um, or is this I, dangerous been, for your career? No, well. No, I, I've been What's pretty the worst lucky. car you ever raced that you're not sponsored by right now? I, I, I've been pretty lucky, but I, I raced a, uh, a Cayman S uh, in 2010, and it was. Zach is so happy to hear this right now. I know it. 
And and for the first part of the season, we were having major oversteer issues. And then eventually we got long. They tried to get Patrick Long to admit that the Cayman is a terrible car, and he can't obviously oh, do oh, that. Oh, well, well, I mean, I, I think I it's like, a great car for what it's designed for, but I mean, it's a, we're racing the streetcar, and Porsche doesn't want you to race streetcars. They actively try to get sanctioned bodies to, to not homologate streetcars for, for racing, because Porsche has Porsche Motorsports. They want right, to sell right. you a race car, so they want nothing to do with you if you're racing the streetcar. And so we were racing this Cayman. And um, not going very well. The car was very loose. And then we got approved um, the use of GT3 rear tow links, and we bump steered the car. And with the GT3 links, it had one mil of tow change in the back. With the stock links, it had six mil. Whoa. And so it, it did not really come together until we got <laughs> to change out those, uh, those bits. And once, once we did, it was great. Um, it seems like it would be a good results. platform. I mean, well, I know it's and, not a race and, car, but... Yeah, well, I mean, we were racing. I, I, this was racing uh, the uh, Grand Am Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge, and we were racing against Camaros and Mustangs and E ninety two M threes. So you were and it was a, as far as motor. Goes. Yeah, it was it was a V eight world, and there were some tracks where we, where we could do well, but sometimes we get taken out. Sometimes we'd have an okay finish. Sometimes we'd have six mil of toe change in the rear. <laughs> That's crazy. Sounds like Porsche shows up at night and then in the morning you get in. And they're like, oh, who put all these sandbags in here? Ma, I don't know where those came from. You should buy a Porsche Club Motorsport car. <laughs> they don't have the sandbags. Uh, and by the way, the Cayman I was specifically talking about was the Cayman R. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't think it was a terrible car. We just thought it was overpriced it was like, by quite Well, a bit. I also yeah. heard it was like, like it was absurdly 80. stiff for the street. Like I like to be beat no. up in a car i heard that thing was brutal. i you buy a car I, I, with an R badge on it you're True. kind of inviting it. absolutely yeah i, I didn't i thought it was uh the correct amount of stiffness for the badge yeah i just thought it was overpriced for the power and the was it, was it was like eighty thousand dollars which of course for, i don't you know you took a base power, came and you add some aftermarket yeah, shit. It was that one if i remember doors. correctly it was only like 320 330 right how light is that one though do they really take weight out of the car or is it mostly just stiffer i know you'd like to think they did like the like the fabric door poles and stuff at least right well, they did, and you know that's that's really all that matters. Fabric door pulls, right? You know that's it, hey, it that shaves is, off like it's good enough for the F forty. It's good enough yes. for your whatever R. Yeah, yeah. and the so fabric true. is so expensive. Oh, much schnell. We've got to go faster. We created door pulls out of air. You just breathe, and it goes click. I rescind that. It was two thousand nine hundred and fifty four pounds, or three. Okay, three thousand. So still heavier than a Miata. It's it, yeah, it's three thousand right. pounds. Starts at sixty seven. But it also has Ours twice the horsepower of a Miata. Uh, uh, yeah, but it costs three Miatas. Three hundred thirty horsepower. It, does, it, it doesn't have the horsepower of three Miatas. You, could, tell you, you could buy three new Miatas see? or fifteen old Miatas. Or you could buy be super super rich and get the new Pagani, which weighs less than even the Miata. Right. Can I be that rich? Can I buy that? I'd like yeah, to buy, be, be that nice. rich and buy that car. Oh my god! It weighs. I think it was under two thousand pounds. It was something absurd. Oh, the, well, the, the new, Zonda, the Revolution. Yeah, yeah. the new oh. Alfa Romeo Four C is going to be nineteen hundred pounds or something. Yeah, that's that's actually yes. the car I was trying to remember. That right. new, new car is below two thousand pounds. It's uh because it's all carbon fiber and aluminum and and, and they want to sell it for what fifty five grand or something. That seems really low. Well, Which they can afford really to do that because they didn't put a gear change in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they only and it, here's the problem: they won't sell it in the U.S. because it, people are going to go. I'm paying this much, and it only has a four cylinder. I don't know. I feel like some of them are like, "Oh, nobody else has this car." Great. I don't know. They sell Lotus leases here. Do they still? Many. No, no, because their certification ran out to, a year ago. Oh. Really? 
For EPA, EPA exemption or something. Oh, that's bullshit. Also, DOT exemption. Sorry, so safety regulations. Oh, fuck you. But, California I mean, the Elise, the, the Elise was never selling the way, you know, the, uh, like the Miata continued right. to sell. Right? Or a Cayman, it, it, you're right. It was like when the Evo came out, you had this built-up interest in the car of people who wanted them and couldn't get them. And then, yeah. like, well, they all like bought the car, and then the there was nobody else who cared. actually could afford right. one. What was that, so. the seven? Uh, the Evo for the first one in the eight, US? Eight, eight. It was yeah, eight. well, it was like a seven point one gray market seven. Well, for, yeah, for America, it was eight nine ten. Right, that's not my car. We had Mine's a problem with this there. last night. There's Could you hear it? There's an alarm. alarm There's an alarm going off. It, it sounds like it's a none of our cars. Here. This is a very dangerous area in Playa del Rey. Um, oh, <laughs> I did have another topic, but Blake is doing his alarm impression. Um, and then there's an alarm doing its alarm. It's Blake impression. Right. Um, like that's what the- I sound like all the time, actually. I wanted to bring up some self-promoting and self-aggrandizing oh boy. Uh, BS for Oh, that's you. my favorite. <laughs> Go on. Um, so the fifth episode of American Detours aired. <laughs> Don't make that face at me. You look like a China dog. <laughs> hey, um, hey, hey, that's racist. Well, you made the R-A-C-I-S-S face. R-A-C-I-S-S racist. That's uh, W-A-C. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so your crappy show was on. Thanks, man. Much appreciated. Hey, the, uh, racist. I gotta call the you uh, fifth episode. There's one more episode left in season one, but the voting is open for season two to tell us where to go. I believe our friend Al Navarro wanted Ojai. No, I, I don't want Ojai. That's one of the choices. Yeah. Why, why choices. don't you want to go to Ojai? Because I live Ojai. here. I l- actually, you know what's funny though? The roads in Ojai are amazing. Oh yeah, I used to I used to ride two wheels. I almost all the time. killed fantastic. myself on what's, those roads. What's wrong but, with Ojai? First of all, you don't normally drive Ojai in like a classic because car. Because the choice I voted for, because yes, I went on the website and voted. What uh, do you mean we don't drive a classic car? No, I mean, you don't normally drive a classic car at Ojai, do yeah, you? Yeah, but the one time I did, I almost died. I shouldn't no. say that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, that like, never happened. Where should you go on vacation? And, and exactly. Says, Disneyland. Right. Or like downtown LA. No, I voted for <laughs> Which Key, is depressing. I voted for a Miami to Key West show. Okay. That, yeah, that sounds hot. Though I would even go for the Washington, Mount Washington Auto Road show yeah, because that good, rules. Yeah. So if you're listening, go to AmericanDetoursTV.com and vote where we should go with you. Hey, who's that guy walking in the background? It's Tom Morning. My submission was hell. Who? No. Uh, so go to AmericanDetoursTV.com, put your email address in, and vote for where we should film And give Jeff a free two. vacation and because it sucks, it sucks so much ass to live in Huntington Beach in SoCal. God damn it. What a shithole. Seriously. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. And I did have a blast shooting in West Virginia, by the way. And nice. I did not expect to because it was really cool because we got to go to the Greenbrier. But you all know that because that was in episode five. Episode six, last one's coming out. Uh, Blake, any new, more new topics you want to talk about? Uh, no, actually, once I get that you know terrible car owners club story written and everything, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hoot. That's gonna hoot be a good one. I will make sure to retweet it because we're such good friends. Yes, we are. That's Duncan, how we interact. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, great insight into your racing career. We wish you the best, and I'm gonna try my I'm gonna work my ass off to get you to Le Mans just so I can tag along on the trip. Thanks very much. I think it's the other way around. Really. I can't wait till you get me there. Oh, yeah. Keep waiting. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try, and it's, we'll do our best. At least and he's we'll, honest. I will stretch every connection that I don't have and just do what I can. Uh, and I think that's episode 16, folks. Thanks awesome. for listening. Thanks for joining us. Matt, want to say goodbye? Peace. <laughs>